Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. So glad you guys are with us. If you hear some weird noises, we're recording a little bit later than we normally do. And so there's a lot more traffic outside the church. Pastor Ben can't hear that, but I can hear I that. I can't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the bliss of just aging a little bit. You I can't can hear, hear what you used to could hear. Well, I'm also, I monitor the sound, so I'm catching <laughs> everything through the microphones. <laughs> That's right. You don't realize how loud things are until you don't want them to be there. That's because Pastor Jared, he makes these podcasts with big old earphones on, like a radio guy. But as for me, I'm living free. I'm relaxed over here, and I only hear what's going on, you know, just in the ambient room, you know. That's right. (laughs) Hey, this week, or at least for Monday and Tuesday for sure, we're going to talk about dealing with uh, debt. And uh, this comes from our How to Handle Your Money, uh, you know, message series that we've been on. How does someone access that if they miss the the sermon or the message on that? Absolutely. You can find those on our YouTube channel and you can actually watch our entire service, worship, miracle time, sermon, whole whole thing, uh, which is actually really enjoyable. That sounds weird for the person who is doing a lot of those, mm-hmm. but they're actually really good to go back and listen to. Um, but then you can also access the, our weekly sermons on SoundCloud, the ALC Sermon of the Week. Okay, cool. And then what's the YouTube channel? It, uh, just Abundant Life Church Springfield. If you search YouTube, you'll find that. Mm-hmm. And then you can, can subscribe, You can subscribe right? to that page, and it'll pop up every time you open YouTube. There you go. So we're talking about um, debt, and I want to just use one scripture and then open up a, a little conversation about uh, God's thinking about debt and how mm-hmm. we as Americans think about debt yeah. and then different generations think about debt. Yeah. We're going to be encouraging. Don't worry. I think some people might have just broken to a sweat you know, when you said the word debt. And if you did, take comfort because <laughs> I'm sweating for another reason. It is because I yeah. did not have time to pack a lunch, so I brought beef jerky that is the spicy kind that I bought on a closeout sale that was half off, and man, did it make me sweat. You know, people complain about the price of gas. Let's talk about the price of beef jerky. Oh, it's wrong. No, it's just just flat out wrong, the price of beef jerky. They better be making that out of filet or something for as much as it costs. They don't. I can tell you right now because of what's in it is not made out of filet. Cow tongue, cow intestines. All I know is that it is too high, and... uh, so and it may be causing some people to go into debt. Here so we go. Uh, <laughs> back, back on track. Okay, back on debt track. Romans thirteen eight says, "Owe no one anything except to love each other." Mm. And uh, so I want to just kind of use that as a launching point to discuss different thought processes about taking debt, paying off debt, mm-hmm. whether you should use debt or not. Um, you know, it's not like the Bible really uh, lays out debt or no debt from a, a black and white perspective. It's mm-hmm. really a big gray area, mm-hmm. but it's going to give a lot of principles and wisdom about mm-hmm. debt. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those wisdom things that if we apply the wisdom better, we're going to do better. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, so let's just start off with Romans 13, 8. This is the Apostle Paul saying, Oh, no one anything except to love one each other. So in, in the Apostle Paul's mind, our debt is to love each other. That's mm-hmm. that's the debt we owe Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins is that we would love each other within the local fellowship where mm-hmm. God placed us. That's good. Um, now, for me, that means commitment, mm-hmm. meaning that means because I owe a debt of love to the people in my local church, that means I'm committed to show up 
to be faithful mm-hmm. um, so that I can love properly, that's you know, right. just like I love my wife, you know. Um, and uh, so that's that. But let's now, let's get to the first part of that. Owe no one anything. Mm-hmm. And um, let's talk about different thought processes about debt. Now, let mm-hmm. me begin by saying my mentor was not an anti-debt person. Now, I can hear that truck going by. <laughs> but my mentor was not... I wonder if they've got debt on that truck. Probably. <laughs> so my mentor was not an anti-debt person. Mm-hmm. He more uh, believed in manageable mm-hmm. debt. In other mm-hmm. words, he wasn't opposed to using debt to accomplish what he felt you were supposed to accomplish to to, to invest or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was more just managing your debt and unmanageable debt really mm-hmm. crippled you. Mm-hmm. Manageable debt lets you be um, uncrippled, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and generally to be conservative in that way. And that was mm-hmm. kind of the way he, he mentored me. Um, I'm really uh, curious. Now, what I saw through the years in my generation was I saw an excessive mm-hmm. debt cycle mm-hmm. that has been exacerbated by the culture. Mm. And not to pick on this one subject, but <laughs> man, these $80,000 cars. Uh-huh. And that's not some Lamborghini sports car. <laughs> that's a truck now. It's true. It's crazy. I, it's I, true. I'm still getting my head around that, that yeah. a truck can be $80,000 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not trying to pick on that one industry. I'm more just <laughs> saying, wow, you know. Yeah. And then I watched, um, like up where I'm from, the state of Washington, uh, you know, basically a 1,700 square foot house is $250,000, mm-hmm. Man, that, that gets, just gets your, you got to wrap mm-hmm. your head around that as well. Mm-hmm. And I asked my brother, who's a realtor, how are people doing it? Well, both people are working around the clock, multiple jobs, mm-hmm. and, and that's the way they're doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. So let me start by saying that I, I saw this in my generation get out of hand where people got just in, just encompassed by debt mm-hmm. and then it crippled their lives, you know, mm-hmm. college and in college. Oh, <laughs> and I'm not even going to touch the subject of government debt. We're not. Yeah. That is off limits for this podcast. Okay. <laughs> so what I found was that, um, you know, my generation, some got it right. Some got excessively into debt. Some mm-hmm. started paying off and whatnot. And I'm curious if you see a difference in how your generation thinks about debt and my generation did. Um, some of them, I think there's a, there's a spectrum of how it's thought, but basically off of experience. So uh, it seems that most people my age have to go through an extreme experience before uh-huh. they have a negative view on debt. Oh, okay. Um, mainly, you know, a, uh, you know, Try not to name names here. So, uh oh, can't name but, names. Uh, in uh, my collegiate career, mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. many friends who are going, who are going into and are in full time ministry now. Well, the reality is, is that a lot of those people are become pastors at rural churches. Yeah, that aren't going to be able to pay them. You know, they're going to be paid well for the area that they're in. But by the time I graduated, my college tuition had raised eight thousand dollars from the starting point per year. And so a lot of my friends, you know, they didn't do well in school, but they felt a call to ministry. And so they come to school, don't have a lot of scholarships and could graduate upwards of 80 to a hundred thousand dollars worth of school loans. I saw people wanting doing that same thing to become a missionary mm-hmm. 
And basically, the math mm-hmm. equation is really work. simple. <laughs> really, <laughs> that's, a, that's the that's the answer. It, it doesn't. Work. It doesn't work. You'll never <laughs> land on the mission field. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't. It, it I've seen it. Basically, it, it short circuits the whole vision. <laughs> Unless you're in a country that doesn't extradite, and then you, <laughs> <laughs> then you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about the the debt. I guess you know they that said that. Uh, used to the adage was th- a bit. Uh, college loans were the one thing you can't bankrupt out of. I wonder if that. I think that's start changing a uh, little bit. Is that Saudi Arabia? Is that where you go? You go to, you go to Saudi Arabia, and that's where you won't get extra. United Emirates. Uh, there we go. United yeah. Emirates. That's what it is. There we go. So, so the, Lord, the Lord is calling. Me. So that's I saw that happen in my generation. It's still happening yeah. in your generation. You know, yeah. the main thing I saw in my generation was they weren't being coached. Mm-hmm. They were only being coached by their financial advisors mm-hmm. in their colleges. Take and, this debt. Take this uh-huh. debt. Take this debt. Mm-hmm. And their and their high school counselors, which are well meaning, um, right? They want them to have that four year degree. And there's absolutely, you know, I have a four year degree. Sure, you have a four year degree. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, I have friends who tried college, picked up too much debt within their first couple of years, realized, you know what? I don't really want this four year degree that I was going for. Mm. One friend specifically, he went and got, he did a nine month training as a welder mm-hmm. and makes $80,000 a year now. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> and paid off that debt and is living debt free and will be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a different lifestyle, mm-hmm. but he found that he was suited for that better. Yeah. Um, you know, trades is a good way to go mm-hmm. and it keeps you out of debt for sure. Now, we do see a trend in ministry students saying, they're, they're taking a mm-hmm. look at the traditional Bible mm-hmm. school saying that math doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. And they're doing more of the uh, more actual ministry schools yeah. that are not four-year degree schools yeah. like Bethel College yeah. or Global GSSM or DSSM. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These schools of ministry. Absolutely. And I think um, apprenticeship is going to become more and more common again mm, because right. of that. Not just because of... you know. Most of it is, and a lot of people are like, wow, I see all these people that have these four-year degrees. They're crippled by what they're doing. Mm-hmm, right. You know, people in their 40s and 50s that are still paying on their school loans for oh, when yeah. they were in college. That's and, right. And so uh, a lot of them look at that and they're like, well, I could be apprenticed into something mm-hmm. and not have to pay for that. Right. I'm not going to make very much money while I'm being apprenticed, but I am not going to be picking up mass amounts of debt along yeah. the way. Which goes along with my first mentor up in Washington State. His last conversation with me was, uh, when someone feels a call to the ministry, I'm no longer sending them away to seminary. Mm-hmm. It, it's not working. Mm-hmm. Instead, he was bringing them under his wing mm-hmm. and apprenticing them mm-hmm. in. And then they'd go to extension and get some classes Absolutely. That, that way. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's bring it back then and, and, and talk about the general principle. Owe no one anything except to love each other. Um, and talk about the, the general debt principle. Mm-hmm. How are you guys living? How are you guys? And first of all, how old are you again? Just I'm for 26. people, twenty-six. Twenty-six-year-old. Yep. yep. How are you tackling this subject? Live beneath your means. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Okay. Okay. No, I mean we did. We we were very poor when we got married. Very poor. It's, I feel like I had less money than you. You might have. We did make. I had less than money I when think, I got married. Um, yeah. So we didn't have debt when we got married. Thank goodness. Um, but I was still in school, and my wife was driving a good distance for work. And I, our first year of marriage, we made somewhere between fifteen and sixteen thousand dollars. <laughs> we were rolling in the dough. Um, but uh, we learned very quickly. Wow, you and especially at that income level, you have to live beneath your means mm. because uh, 
you know, maybe you guys didn't pay attention very well in math class, but compound interest is killer. (laughs) It'll get you if you're not careful. And so really the secret is live beneath your means. Now we had to take some loans out for cars and uh, eventually a house and everything like that. So it's not that we're completely anti-debt and it's, you know, there's no way that you're going to be able to, at least at our stage of life and our income level, you can't save money for an entire house. Like right. that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, some people have that dream. Good luck to you. Mm-hmm. I pray that you find your six-digit job. I will say that. <laughs> I will say this, um, and we recommend this for mm-hmm. everyone: take Financial Peace yes. University, yes. and they're going to give you a model about how to avoid the trap mm-hmm. of debt and still get those goals. That's right. Um, and, and, uh, you know, so, so let's not, ta- let's not go into everything no. they're going to teach. Cause I want you to take that, no, but, but, the, but yeah, but the, it's the principles you're talking yeah, about. So the main thing that, you know, I took financial peace before it was financial peace. Um, it was before mm-hmm. the class itself actually existed, yeah. but it was still Dave Ramsey's yeah. um, stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had learned those principles and we learned to apply those. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that we didn't ever get in trouble or we didn't ever mess up with the mm-hmm. stuff that we were doing. But what we learned was, all right, we've got this debt. We can either try to take care of it ourselves mm-hmm. and not do a very good job of it, mm-hmm. or we can lean into God mm-hmm. and let him be the answer for this, mm-hmm. which the reality and simplicity of this is, is that we learned to tithe when we didn't have any money, mm. zero money, negative money. We <laughs> learned how to tithe. Mm. And you guys have this testimony yep. and we have this testimony of, you know, we tithed and even when it didn't look good, God seemed to take care of us. You know, it's a lot easier to learn to tithe when you have no money. It's true. Then, <laughs> then later on, it's true. And maybe we'll close. Here's a good way to close this podcast. So we learned to tithe when mm-hmm. we had no money. You learned to tithe when you mm-hmm. had no money. I know a man that he learned to tithe uh, when after he was successful. Mm-hmm. But if you know anything about the seventies. There was hyperinflation and interest rates went up to 20 some percent and they were adjustable rate loans. And what that means is (laughs) you bought a normal upper middle class home Mm. and it was on an adjustable rate loan. And maybe you started out at whatever, 8% or something. And that sucker went up to 20%. Imagine trying to make the payments on that house. They did away with those. Those those are the government got involved in that eventually said no more of that. Yeah. Uh, for the worst of it, but um, he was going to lose everything. How long did it take for them to scale that? A short I, period of time. That <laughs> in the seventies, it went fast. That's that crazy. was what made that a crisis yeah. era. Okay, there were gas lines too, but and that's what people remember. But the interest rates is what was killer, mm. um, and he was going to lose it all. Mm. And so he was before the Lord. Mm-hmm. He was established, uh, you know, upper middle class mm-hmm. person, and the Lord spoke to him. And said, I want you to tithe your way out of this mess. Mm. Wow. So here he is. His interest rate had gone up to 20% on his house. He was going to lose it all. And his testimony is, I tithed my way out of that mess. Wow. And he's now lives very successfully and and did not collapse underneath that load and overcame his debt. Wow. So that, that really... That's, if there is a one-shot deal, that's mm-hmm. it. Now, that's there's amazing. a lot more wisdom than that, yeah. but really, that would be our silver bullet mm-hmm. to start with. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us today. 
Abundant Life Church is committed to being a church of home groups. To get involved in a home group, please call our office at 417-881-1532 or visit our website at Abundant.us to learn how. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. in person or on YouTube for amazing encounters with God.